0: Good morning, and peace be with you. I'm glad to see so many faces here this morning after that, uh, as they say in South Texas, gully washer that we had. Uh, we don't really get gully washers out here, do we? But i tell you, when I was driving up yesterday morning for our men's Bible study, we had Quite a rain just short of John Wayne Airport, and it caused all of the California drivers here to slow down for once. I'm like, well, isn't that unusual? You know, they were only going 90 at that point. So um, I'm glad you're here and safe, and uh, we are always praying a blessing over our members here for health, and that God would bless their immune systems and keep this bug away from them. And then also always to remind you, wash your hands. And uh, David's with me, and you've noticed that he's, it's a good thing, because we wouldn't have streaming if it weren't for him. But I remember back when he was in his preschool at uh, Lutheran Church of the Cross preschool, and they did a washing Thing and maybe David, you could sing it with me. Yeah, fat chance. Yeah, he, he does this. That is the pastor kid's look. It's like, oh, please don't use me in your sermons. But it, they used to go, um, top and bottom, top and bottom, in between. Oh, yeah, he's like looking like, shoot me down. Rub your hands together, rub your hands together, they're all clean. Now, I have to admit, that's what I do and have for like nine months now when I'm washing my hands just to make sure I'm doing it uh, the right way. Um, To our visitors, I apologize. I'm not the most sophisticated pastor that you ever come through, but, you know, simple things for me. Um, I would like to show you or have you rather take a look at the bulletin in here At upcoming events things that are coming on Uh, if you have an interest in it or need more information I invite you to call Ashley or talk to Ashley during the week I have office hours here Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday from 10 to 2 Sometimes I'm here a little earlier, sometimes here a little later, so call her to make sure if you really need to speak to me. Always uh, available via email or text and uh, phone call, so we just want to make sure that if you want to talk to us that we're available, and we invite you to do that. Please take a look at this, see if there's something that's uh, interesting to you, and we will move right along into our service this morning with our opening hymn which is seek ye first yes amen thanks louie you bet you bet and they're on their way here okay here. all right very good and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we might delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and For his sake, he forgives you all of your sins as your called and ordained servant of Christ. And by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit Be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Hallelujah! Worthy is Christ, the Lamb who was slain whose blood set us free to be people of God. Power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and blessing and glory are his. This is the feast of victory for our God. Hallelujah. Sing with all the people of God and join in the hymn of all creation. Blessing and honor and glory and might be to God and the Lamb forever. Amen. This is the feast. Of victory for our God for the Lamb who was slain has begun his reign. Alleluia, hallelujah. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, send forth your Son to lead home his bride, the Church, that with all the company of the redeemed we may finally enter into his eternal wedding feast. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
1: good morning all right the first reading this morning is from the prophet Amos chapter 5 verses 16 through 24 I I did an audible instead of 18 and it can be found on page 1426 in your pew Bible You wonder where is Amos and who is Amos I had to look long and hard to find him in the Bible because it's a small book He's one of many prophets. And Amos was a shepherd about 750 years before Christ. And he was minding his own business and God chose him to be a prophet. And we know that anytime God chooses your second career, it's an adventure. And this was an adventure. So at the time, he was near Judah in Jerusalem and they were really wealthy. Not not the prophet, but life there. And his job was to announce God's judgment on the people for turning away from God, and for being cruel to the poor, and for living selfishly. Maybe much the same as we see our culture in this country over the last 70 years. Amos writes, therefore, this is what the Lord, the God Almighty, says. There will be wailing in the streets and cries of anguish in every public square. The farmers will be summoned to weep and the mourners to wail. There will be wailing in all the vineyards, for I will pass through your midst, says the Lord. Woe to you who long for the day of the Lord. Why do you long for the day of the Lord? That day will be darkness, not light. It will be as though a man fled from a lion only to meet a bear as though he entered his house and rested on his, his hand on the wall only to have a snake bite him. Will not the day of the Lord be darkness, not light, pitch dark, without a ray of brightness? I hate, I despise your religious festivals. Your assemblies are a stench to me. Even though you bring me burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. Though you bring choice fellowship offerings, I will have no regard for them. Away with the noise of your songs. I will not listen to the music of your harps. But let justice roll on like a river, righteousness like a never-failing stream. The second reading is from Psalms, is Psalm 70, and we'll read that responsively. It's printed in your bulletin. This is another psalm of David. It probably could be read today in real time. Hasten, O God, to save me. Come quickly, Lord, to help me. May those who want to take my life be put to shame and confusion. May all who desire my ruin be turned back in disgrace. May those who say to me, Aha, Aha, turn back because of their shame but may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who long for your saving help always say, the Lord is great. But as for me, I am poor and needy. Come quickly to me, O God. You are my help and my deliverer. Lord, do not delay. The epistle this morning is taken from Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians, chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. And this can be found on page 1840 in the Pew Bible. Now, once again, at the time, the Thessalonians, Christians in Thessalonica were being persecuted for their faith. And Paul is encouraging them not to lose their faith. It's like today when uh, an evangelical or a Christian, is it, the term is an insult. Uh, that's, that's what happens today. That's what was happening in Thessalonica. So Paul's writing. Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Hallelujah. The Holy Gospel, according to Saint Matthew from the 25th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The Gospel reading this morning is taken from the book of St. Matthew, chapter 25, verses 1 through 13, and can be found on page 1540 of your pew Bible. Matthew 25, 1 through 13. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps, but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy, and they fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish one said to the wise, give us some of your oil, our lamps are going out. No, they replied, there may not be enough for both of us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil, And buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the others also came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, truly I tell you, I do not know you. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer, Amen. In the name of Jesus, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, we are in the last few Sundays of the church year. And typically, the messages to the end of the church year are messages of coming judgment. But that is not where the gospel for this week takes us. It, in fact, takes us not to the judgment, but to the wait for the judgment, or at least for the coming of the end. The message is not specifically about the division of the sheep and the goats, for example. That is... Coming up, uh, we'll talk sheep and goats on the very last Sunday of the, of the church year, which is November the 22nd. No, today, um, it's all about the judgment after a fashion. And so, the theme today is, and so we wait. And so we wait. Now, the gospel is not strictly speaking, a parable. It is an extended analogy. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to the way Jesus introduced the story, but like a parable, not every detail is significant, nor is everything in this parable about the kingdom of heaven. It's not like the kingdom of heaven, every word that he says. Actually, Jesus is comparing something very specific. The weight. Jesus is the bridegroom. We know that. Amen? And he is comparing the weight for the parousia, Parousia, a Greek word that is used in the Gospel of Matthew over four times, is referring to the time when Jesus returns. And he compared the parousia to a custom at the time in Israel that would make sense, and that is the wait for the wedding party, which is specifically for the bridegroom to arrive, and then the wedding festivities begin. Now, we speak of the kingdom of heaven as the wedding feast of the Son of God to his bride, the church. So you can see the connection here. Our weight, then, is being likened to the weight of the virgins for the bridegroom to arrive for the wedding. The similarity is not in the numbers waiting or in the inequality or rather equality of the wise versus the foolish. And it's not in the relationship of the virgins to the ceremonies of that time. The likeness, again, is the weight. We are, after all, the bride. We are not merely onlookers or those invited to share the celebration and then return home. The wedding, the wedding is ours. The eternity of joy belongs to us by grace. The similarity is not to be found in the oil or the lamps or even though Oftentimes we talk about our witness to the Lord as being our light or seeing this little gospel light of mine. We bring nothing to the party. Jesus brings us and provides all that we need. That is to say, He provides us faith and hope, the Holy Spirit, salvation, and whatever is part of our wedding feast. The similarity is found in the wait. Like the coming of the bridegroom in the story, the return of our Lord to bring this age to its conclusion is delayed, longer than anyone ever expected. And we can be glad for that too. If it had come when it was first expected, well, we would not have been born. If it had come when it was expected, we would not have been born, and we would have no part in the everlasting life that Jesus has prepared for those whom he has called to himself. And now that we are part of the story... We sometimes become impatient with the wait. While that is easy to understand, we have to remember how good it is that the patience of the Lord waited for us. And we need to understand that he still has others whom he delays the end so that they too may find their place in his grace. And so we wait. But the wait must be born. Does anyone like to wait? No. But the wait must be born. And just as the virgins in the story began to fall asleep as they waited, we sometimes tend to lose our focus. The world around us is very real and inviting, and some might even say demanding. And many people lose their focus on money and pleasure and pain and sorrow and success and failure and opportunity and whatnot. that's all beckoning to us. To lose our focus. The world says you gotta get busy living or get busy dying. You don't want to be so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. I've had that saying thrown at me more than once. It becomes all too easy to say to ourselves that since Jesus has not returned in over 2,000 years there is no real reason to expect him tomorrow we think I can feather my bed here and now and get ready for death and heaven later now the problem with all that thinking that well I got time is that It is truly unbelief. Jesus said he is coming, and coming on a day and at an hour that you don't expect him. Jesus may not come this week to end the world, but he may just come for you or me and end our participation in it. Of course, he, did, he could come and end the whole shooting match tomorrow. He could. You just never know until he comes. And so the point of the comparison is that you need to be ready for the wait. The foolish virgins in the gospel lesson were foolish because they did not prepare for the possibility of the wait longer than they expected. They failed to prepare for the wait and when the bridegroom came and they found themselves caught short. (coughs) Excuse me. The oil for their lamps was their preparation. Ours is not oil. Ours is a focus on the word. Ours is faithfulness. Our is the stubborn insistence that doctrine be pure and practice, reinforce the faith, not undermine it or cheapen it, and treat it like some silly party or meaningless nostalgia. Ours is to be prepared through the word for the weight. In another place, Jesus told the parable of the widow and the unjust judge to teach that we should always keep praying and never lose heart. And at the conclusion, Jesus promised that God will surely bring justice for his people. And then he ended that lesson with the words, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith? on earth? Our preparation for the wait must be steadfast and clinging to the faith, never surrendering the hope, never losing sight of the promises of God, and continuing to live in the light of love and grace of our Lord. Now when Jesus returns, or when he calls you out of this life to himself in eternity, there will be no opportunity to set things right, to get your head straight, to get right with God or any of those other euphemisms that people employ to avoid talking about the reality of life and death and the hereafter just as the foolish virgins missed the party because they were out buying oil for their lamps at the wrong time, people who come to the end of life or to the judgment at the end time without faith will find that there is no second chance. And they will hear these sad words, the statement that the foolish ones heard at the door of the wedding feast when they arrived too late. And that was truly, I say to you, I do not know you. The message of our gospel lesson is clear, and Jesus said it quite directly. That is, be on alert then, for you do not know the day nor the hour. We are ready for the delay and be ready for the call to come immediately because you just never know until it comes. And then it's too late to make preparations. And all of this is magnified by the gospel truth that God would have all men saved and that Salvation is the gift of God, where there is no earning or deserving, just free grace, a gift. Jesus died, as we know, for our redemption, and God announces the free gift of forgiveness and life in the proclamation of the gospel wherever faithful preachers proclaim his word. That's why we preach Christ and Him crucified and not other sideways things of the world. The task of those who wait is simply to hold fast to the good news and to trust in God, to be who He says He is and to do all that He has promised to do. Like the virgins in the story, all there is to do is wait in faith, hoping, looking forward, and trusting in God. Now, we may well be tempted to forget. And some people quit going to church. And if you ask them, they will generally tell you that they still believe. They don't. Because Christians are drawn by the Holy Spirit to worship and to fellowship in the church. These people, they think that they believe because they are not aware of any change in how they think or how they feel. But you know that faith is not merely a feeling. It involves thought, but it is not just a set of attitudes. Now, people may not notice any differences in themselves because perhaps maybe they did never believe. But for most It is the result of a slow dissipation of faith, slowly being compromised, slowly taking on the attitudes of the people around you. And instead of being the salt of the earth, one becomes that flavorless stuff that Jesus once said is only worth being cast out and being tread upon. Remember, faith is the work of the Holy Spirit within you by the means of the Word and the sacrament. And if you forget the Word and you ignore the sacrament, well, the Spirit will inevitably depart, and with him... Faith. Now, the foolish virgins were not evil. They were just foolish. They simply made no preparations for the possibility that the wait might be longer than they expected. Their lamps slowly but inevitably burned through the fuel that they had in them. And the foolish ones had brought none extra, just in case. Now, the virgins did not dump fuel out or leave their lamps behind. They simply were not prepared for the wait. Christians who do not pay attention to their faith, who do not deliberately seek to keep their faith in line with the Scriptures— and do not regulate their values with God's Word, end up being slowly conformed to the values and the doctrines of the unbelieving world in which they live and of which most of their friends and most of their family often are. And this is what Paul warns us about in Romans 12, too. He says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that the will of God is that which is good and acceptable and perfect. And now, 2,000 years after the death and resurrection of Christ, we cannot be surprised that the wait may be long. The larger challenge is to continue to maintain a sense of expectation. The time is long, and the hour is late and we are, as Paul once wrote, nearer now to the last day than when we first believed. Now, on this Sunday, in this church year, right now, the message is, is twofold: That is this: that Jesus is coming again, and we need to be alert and focus so that we are ready when the call comes forth and that call, behold, the bridegroom, come out to meet him. We want to be found aware. We want to be found awake. We want to be found Prepared. And so, you heard it before, and so we wait. In the name of Jesus, amen. if you're able, let us together confess our faith to the words of the Apostles' Creed found on page 3 of your bulletin. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray to the Lord for all people in accordance to their needs. Lord, you are our help and deliverer and to you we bring the prayers and petitions of your people that you may grant to us all things good and needful and guard us against all things evil and harmful we pray that the lord would rule over the darkness and shine his light over all the earth that those from many nations may be united as one people through baptism and live together in faith by the power of the Holy Spirit, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. That the Lord would grant us wisdom and courage that we may be prepared at all times to receive him when he comes in his glory and that we may not be distracted by earthly glories that fade away, or disillusioned by earthly disappointments which will come to an end. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. That the Lord would give courage to all pastors as they preach and teach the word of the Lord. That All those who hear may believe and that believing they may live in righteousness and godliness before the world and be kept to the day when Christ returns as Lord and judge of all let us pray to the Lord that the governments of the world and that our leaders would act justly and with mercy and that we may be spared war and violence, and that we may use wisely and for the Lord's glory his gift of liberty and the abundant blessings that he has poured out on our land. Let us pray to the Lord that the Lord would give aid and comfort to the sick and the suffering and those in their last days. That he may grant healing according to his will and strength to bear up under the weight of loneliness or affliction. We pray especially for the Frederickson family. Let us pray to the Lord that we may not grieve as those who have no hope, that we may rejoice in the promise of the resurrection to life everlasting and that we may encourage one another with these words, especially for the families that we have in our heart or lift up by name right now. Let us pray to the Lord that we may find a home within the house of the Lord here on earth that we may rejoice in the Lord's word and sacraments by which we are brought to faith and nurtured in this faith, and that we may be sustained in the days of waiting, serving the Lord in anticipation of his return. Let us pray to the Lord, that the Lord would prepare our hearts by His Spirit, for this holy communion upon the body and blood of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and that we may keep in holy hearts and live out in holy lives what we have received here upon holy lips. Let us pray to the Lord. That we may be ready to receive the Lord when He comes again in glory. That the Lord may open the hearts of those who have wandered away from the faith, and that the Lord may restore those caught up in error's maze, let us pray to the Lord. That the Lord may hear and answer the prayers of his people, that we may be content with his answer, trusting in his fatherly will and wisdom to grant us all that we need and all that will profit our salvation. Let us pray in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share the peace from a distance. Waves good. overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, in which our Lord Jesus was betrayed. He took the bread and he gave thanks and then he broke it giving it to his disciples saying take and eat this is my body given for you do this in remembrance of me. And again after supper Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks and then he gave it to his disciples saying take and drink this is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his glorious triumphant coming again. Let us together pray For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. This is the foretaste of the wedding feast prepared. And you've been prepared. And those who are welcome to partake are those who have confessed Lord as their Savior who believe and you're in you're not one of those that didn't have the oil ready you're not one of those that from the other side of the door will hear depart I never knew you you are part of the church you are the bride of Christ and so this meal is prepared you will be brought up by the uh, by the attendants and come The table is prepared for you.
2: at rest, I am my Savior.
0: fun. But it's when we know who and what we're waiting for, and when we have others in the waiting room with us, it makes it a little easier that we can encourage each other, just keep going. It's okay, keep going. And I would hope that you would do me a favor right now. We have a dear member here that is going to be taking a little trip up north to be with his sister, Miss Macy, and that is Ron Donner. And I would just ask that we would all right now bow our heads, maybe lift a hand up and, you know, uh, towards him as we uh, pray for travel mercies, for health, for everything good that he needs, and that all evil or any danger would be kept from him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Daddy, we lift up Ron, and we pray, Father, that you would go before him as he heads up to Washington State to be with his sister, and, and I just pray that this would be a blessing on him. I pray that you uh, make the travel easy, and that you make the stay delightful. I pray that while he's up there that you take care of all of his medical needs, that you heal him of anything that is uh, hurting him right now, Father. We are going to miss Ron, but we do commit him into your hands, knowing that you are the one who has the, the battle in hand. You are the ultimate healer. You are the name above all names, Jesus. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. I have to say something, Um, I got to drive Ron the other day and I said, I I just got to tell you, I kind of drive crazy and some people get worried and so I drove him one to the appointment and drove him back and he says, you don't drive as bad as Daryl, so I got that going for me, oh, forgive me Father, and now, the benediction may the Lord bless you and keep you may the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you may the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his perfect peace in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen we close this this uh service this morning with Christ is Risen.
3: Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, and now I see Hallelujah, Christ is risen from the grave Hallelujah, Christ is risen from the grave your face through tears of joy